Well, I look forward to an hour of inspiration, an hour of prayer, but also an hour of insight into God is trying to find us, find you, find me. And I just believe that on behalf of Reverend Pat and our monk Raj and myself, that hopefully our words, our endearment of each other and those who are listening can find an ear, a heart that is open to actually receive and actually maybe discover more ways of how the divine is actually leading us to that place of oneness with God. With that said, Reverend Pat, would you open with prayer? Even though Barbara Rose has done a magnificent job, but just let's enter in today. Sure. My pleasure. Divine oneness, Mother Mary, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the ability to gather as community, as family. May all the people on this call find their own inner divinity and their connection to you. Amen. Amen. That prayer was very forthcoming, and I really believe that God the divine is actually drawn us near. I mean, if um, I think we have over 75 people signed up for tonight. So there is an inkling, there is a pull, there is a desire to know more. And I know that's in my studies, in my prayer time every single morning, but then throughout the day. And to me, it's, it's uh, I focus on or hopefully becoming that Christ-likeness that we're all called into, Christ consciousness, whatever form that is for you, that we really go deeper beyond our senses and really hear the heart of divine. So, Pat, in your preparation for tonight, what did you discover in how God, universe, the divine is trying to seek you out? Well, Pastor, I was a little befuddled by the title of this presentation because my divine knows where I am, what I am, and who I am every moment of the day. So uh, I was trying to say, God is trying to find you, your ideal job, your path in oh, life, your go. purpose, your, because really God is everywhere and you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to go far to seek out God. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I like um, how you turned that around, and that would be a, it is a true statement that, you know, trying to find us for our job or maybe healing for our bodies, maybe it's a new relationship, maybe it's a new home, you know, or um, whatever that might be, I call it your desires. And because we are have moved into a new year, 2021, uh, maybe those listen to this 10 years from now say, <laughs> wow, they're so far behind <laughs> where we are today. But yet, I really believe it's in these tender moments that once we start seeking what is seeking us, as the scripture says, I think even Wayne Dyer used to say that phrase, that it, there is a an, an understanding that we are one, but how we get disconnected you know, is really, I think, our challenge or invitation to grow in God. Mm-hmm. So, so, my brother Raj, what is your interpretation of the title tonight, but also then your 
your own seeking for the divine. Thank you, Padre. So I want I wanted to use an analogy that was given to me by a, a neurolinguistic programming teacher in describing most people on the planet. And how he described them was inside each person there is a diamond, and that is the inner beauty, the inner light, the divine connection. And it shines radiantly, and there's no real stopping it. It is connected, and it is forever. Surrounding that is a layer of, let's say, poop. <laughs> is used a stronger term than that. But uh, for the sake of this conversation, he used poop, which is yeah. really the beliefs, the concepts, the feelings, the hidden emotions, strong shame, guilt, the identity that people create, all of which is actually changeable. And around that, there is a nice layer of lipstick so that we actually <laughs> look good to the outer world. Mm. So as I look at that, what it, I was kind of like, wow, I was enamored of this image because it just stuck in my head. And especially now with all these poop emojis, I see the same thing because some of them have lipstick on. <laughs> so the thing is that the search, the, uh, like my dear friend Pat has just said, God is everywhere. God is within us. There is nowhere where there isn't God, but the mental belief, the mind will and has been trained to not believe that that's possible, that it's not actually mm. within, us, within us. It's something that's actually outside that you have to earn the love of, the approval of. Mm. But the key thing to remember is the only thing that stops us from really examining and being with God is the poop. And it's not really poop. Poop, poop is a bit of a strong term. It is our own self-delusion that's been given to us by our families, our teachers, religions. They are, they form, and our own interpretations all form that layer and that real need to bond and connect and really be a part of a society is what is the lipstick on the outside, but always the remembrances of the diamond that is within. Wow. I could actually listen to you all night, and that's a feat in itself for me. But I think you said so much, Raj. And I think as our listeners are listening in, it does make so much sense. And I think we can all apply that to our lives. And sometimes I believe we do. Other times I think our mind is so wound up with information, it don't know how to assimilate that and look beyond the outer and actually look what's within the inner. And, you know, in our day and age that we live right now, we are so bombarded with information, whether it's media. Wherever we go, we can find the most information we ever wanted. And I think that's a disillusion for our own spirit body, in a sense, because for me, and I love the, the concept, the diamond, I always say, in my words, I always say, I see the light in people. I don't see the poop even though it's around them, but I go towards that diamond. And that's only been a, I call it a spiritual discipline that I learned through Ron Ross, my padre. And, and of mm. course, it was difficult to move through that because I have judgments, I have fears, I feel like I'm attacked or not attacked, or, or the image says you're not good enough, all these things that 
we flat and we take it within. But if we can rise above that, which I believe is our spiritual body, our spiritual essence, then we can actually address those other things. And as the scripture says, this too shall pass. Everything works together for good for those that love God. It didn't say certain things. It said everything. And that includes the poop. That includes the lipstick, <laughs> if you might mm-hmm. say that. So I love your analogy with that. So, Pat, what do you think of that statement that Raj just stated? I, I love the analogy, too. And if you come at it from a oneness perspective, all that poop is all of our programming. And you talk about accessing information. Your mind is not, my mind is not my mind. It is a oneness kind of a chant. And for me, it's, it's, it's been a process of being able to wade through all of that and to be able to find my own connection with the divine. And that is Mm. through your God spark or your internal divine that you are in charge of your relationship with God. And it's interesting to me because people cannot believe in God. That's perfectly okay. That's fine. You You can think that you're in charge of your life that everything, you know, everything that you do, you've got everything that you have, you have won yourself through your efforts. That's perfectly okay with God because God is just waiting for you to ask for help if you want it, is mm. monitoring how you're, how you're doing. And if you don't want to acknowledge God, it's okay with God not hurting God in the, in the least bit. Right, right. For, for you, for me, when people are saying, you know, who who has the better perspective, you or God? Mm. Who are you? Mm. You know, you want a better perspective? <laughs> Ask right. help. Who has more resources, mm. you or the universe, <laughs> divine oneness, God, who, whatever you want to call it? So that's that's one way of looking at it. When I was a kid, I remember that coming out of church one Sunday, I asked my dad, Dad, if if God made us, who made God? I thought it was a reasonable question. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was a kid. I might have been eight or nine. And he stopped sure. and he looked at me and he said, we're not supposed to ask those sort of questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, really? Wow, that made me all the more curious. <laughs> so I have to say that that probably started my my kind of journey towards who made God or what God is and how mm-hmm. how God relates to me personally. Wow. I can see why God ordained you. You were preaching now, my <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Just trying to match I love Raj. what I hear. <laughs> oh, yes, the quiet one, for sure. <laughs> so, my brother Raj, you know, when it comes to uh, discovering God, and I'm using that in a very general term, but let's uh, break it down, so to speak. And I think every day, you know, that we have this desire because if we had a, I call it an encounter, and you can 
interpret that whichever way you would like to for our listeners. But for me, I've had so many multiple encounters with, I call it God, spirit being, angels, Jesus, Mary, those that I like or are familiar with, that these encounters have brought more light to what I was looking for in other people. And there's that tenderness, there's that love, there's that humility. That And it's like, I feel so humbled when that experience happens because I feel God is so big and I am this little peon. And when it comes to honoring that, I just want the nectar from heaven. You know, once you've experienced it, it's like it, you thirst for it because there's nothing like that I, I call it here on earth. It's, it's my relationship with. So with that stated, have you had encounters or maybe you've had the opposite of that, but still hold this, this divine spark, this diamond within yourself and others? It's a great question, Padre. I, uh, you know, just a little bit before I answer that, the divine spark, I see it in other people. And one of the people I see it most brightly in is Pat Hansen, because she mm. and I became very good friends. And I see her as we're walking along, we'll be going on a path. She will approach the most tattooed person, the one you think has just escaped from prison, right? It doesn't matter to her. <laughs> She'll go up to that person and go in her typical Pat Hansen way, hello. And, and the person's stunned <laughs> for a little bit and then will respond. And I've seen it again and again. And it's so beautiful to witness. It makes me laugh as well. But the divine spark, uh, the divine connection, I mean, I have, since a child, I have relished listening to other people's stories, their experiences, and have been in amazement of those experiences, the sheer depth of some of the stories that I've heard. Uh, some of them are absolutely horrifying. And yet, again and again, I have witnessed seen, heard the resilience of the human spirit, the God divine, the diamond within, that despite all traumas, all hurts and pains, there's a way and a path to forgiveness, to wholeness, that these people embody, they actually share that with others, not necessarily by boasting, look at what I've overcome, but by here, let me hold your hand let me hold your hand and walk with me. My issue has been, I, I wanted to save people. I wanted to mm. not just lift them up, but I wanted to, don't stay there, get up. But there's divine timing for every person to deal with whatever it is they're dealing with. And in that, they will step into their own power and their own divinity in their own time, which may not necessarily be this lifetime. So, for many decades, I've been trying desperately to save my mother, for example, from her own depression, but I couldn't mm. do it. I couldn't do it. And yet it, was, it would hurt me so much because I took it as something wrong with me. These okay. are the, the poop that I was describing, that the belief started to be built that I'm not good enough. These are lies. They're absolute lies, but they're meanings created by a child. So the divinity is always there. The diamond's always there. It's recognizing the diamond. And people will reflect it to me when I forget. 
somebody will come along and will shine their light in a way. It might just be a, a stranger passing by who decides to mm. smile at me. And all of a sudden, my whole space will change. It could be a friend just holding my hand. These are the things yeah. we don't necessarily need the big divine experience because that, for me, I started to chase that. With, and then you forget the more, the, everything that is around you. So I hope that answered the question. More and more it does, my friend. You spent an awful lot in that explanation. Because everything you were saying, I, I go check, check, check in my own spirit. Knowing that I thought God chases us down. Sometimes we're not even aware who God is. And I've had the experience multiple times of, when I'm on stage, when I'm doing a healing service, whatever it might be that I've had avid invitations to speak, and and then I would say the word God, and then you can't mention that. And it's like, why can't I? God is my second language, so to speak, because <laughs> I have this mm. relationship with. And so when a person that has a hard time hearing the word God or the master, the teacher, the divine. It might be so foreign from them because they've never connected with that language. But there's that essence, there's that love. It's interesting, Raj, as you talk about the, the practicality of that. Is today I went to the store, hardware store, a local one, and it's been here for almost 100 years. And uh, what I like about that Howard store is, is uh, you walk in, they say, how can I help you? There's always, there's always someone looking for you the customer and seeing if they can help. And so I was looking for a little instrument for my toilet, the float. It wasn't working right, so I wanted to get a new one. And so they go, they showed me where it was, and I was real happy. Oh, this was easy. And so I said, oh, I need to get something else. So I was walking down another aisle, and one of the helpers there says, oh, well, you're going to change that in your time? I go, yeah. And he goes, do you know how? And I go, no. He goes, come over here. I'll show you. And so he took it out of the box, and he showed me exactly what I needed to do. And I, and I walked away and I go, oh my God, that must have been an angel because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would probably take a week to figure this out before I could actually do it. And he said, it should take you less than 10 minutes. And it's like, because of the instructions. And for me, I go, that's God. Because I didn't ask the question, but the angels knew, God knew that Padre changing something in the toilet I was like a disaster. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but I was so happy. And But I recognized God. I recognized angels there. So like all of us, that, especially those who are listening on the phone, I really, part of the, like, not the solution, but the leaning into our topic tonight is about seeking God and God seeking us or positioning us to be aware there's help for us. And it's like, if we can be that help to one another, wouldn't that be a, a marvelous world we live in? It just takes one moment. And to me, is to recognize these little gifts, these little nuggets that are in front of us. And that's every single day. I believe it helps build our faith. And especially when we're hurting, when the mind tries to figure out why we're hurting, how come, whatever that might be, if we can get to that stillness, and that's about letting presence take over our mind and allowing the poop to go away, the lipstick to go away, but then that divine spark to actually reveal what is true and what is not. You know, then our hearts can be filled with, I call it joy once again, but I think each of us looking for peace 
in our walk with God. So, Pat, do you have any quotes or that you'd like to inspire us with that will shed some light on this topic tonight? Interesting. Well, Padre, I've been listening to Carolyn Mason's CD set, which is The Power of Holy Language. Oh, uh, yes. And she, she she's pretty darn amazing. I really like her, and uh, she she's very forceful when she has something that she in her heart of hearts <laughs> knows is to yeah. be the truth. And I think yeah. one of the things that she says that is short but very telling is turn God into your inner companion. So, again, it's that relationship that you have with your divine. That, for me, for my divine is Mother Mary. And I just have a running natter with Mother Mary pretty much all day long. In that, I will ask for help. I will look for her for guidance. And what Carolyn Mace is saying is like, yeah, you're, you need to realize that you're in partnership with your divine. You, know, you mm. don't, in your prayers, you don't ask, you don't have to ask for, beg for things. What you need to yeah. be able to do is have that partnership and say, you know, Mother Mary, what am I doing here? What do you want me to do in this situation? What do you want me to do now? I'm lost. Can you help me? To be able to have that sort of relationship with your divine is, I think, very empowering. Now, for me, it's also it also shows up in the small things. Before I go to the farmer's market every Sunday, I ask mom for parking. And it might seem like a small thing, <laughs> but you've not been to this farmer's market. And every time, of course, I get really wonderful parking. That is a prayer answered. Uh, mm. I also have to follow up on Raja's hello. I have to tell you, about <laughs> when, I, when I was working in downtown Oakland, I would walk from the BART station to my office building, which is about five blocks. And it was, it just struck me how many people were, had headphones on or would not look at you or acknowledge you. And I just, I, I made a bargain with Mother Mary. I said, okay, Mom, I want a standard greeting package here. Every person I see, I want you to bless, please. Everyone mm. who can, you know, everyone that actually looks me in the eye, they get blessed ten times. Anyone who wow. smiles or nods when I say hello to them, they get blessed a hundred times, please. And anyone wow. who actually says hello back a thousand times. <laughs> uh, oh. and, yeah. And it was very interesting that as time went on, because I would usually take the same route, people would see me coming and there was this one woman who started to say hello first. Wow. And to me that was that was connecting, possibly making it, you know, starting her day maybe a little easier, maybe lightening up her mood some so that she would she would have a different frame of mind when she got on part or got to work. 
but it's it was what started as an experiment in connecting with people evolved into a blessing from Mother Mary. And all of us can do this. And you never know, when you do service for other people, you never know how people are going to accept or, or what that's going to look like. And this this yeah. is not a big thing, right? This is just asking the divine to bless people. Mm. But it's something everyone a, can do. What a beautiful story. And I hope all of us honor you, Pat, by doing the very same thing. Uh, and I love just the gestures, and you already made a deal with our blessed mothers that says, bless them a hundred, bless them a thousand. That's incredible. It's, it's just added to the blessings, and I think all blessings can multiply and grow. I have an interesting story. <laughs> I don't know if it's, well, it, it is appropriate, but it's funny. <laughs> That's in relationship to a greeting one another. Well, here in the Midwest, Illinois, live in a farming community, and growing up on the farm, we're always allow other people to go before us. It was just our way, in a sense. And so when you have an automobile and you come to a four-way stop, I would always kind of wave the other person, you can go. And Teresa Cordova, who was part of our ministry many years, for I think 10 years with Ron Ross, she was here visiting. And, and so here we're traveling, and we I stopped at the four-wheel stop. And, and, and so I motioned them, and they motioned me, and I go, I motioned them. And Teresa goes, what the hell are you doing? I go, what do you mean? I go, I'm asking them to go, you know? And it's like, oh, she goes, I thought you were giving them the finger. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're just kind of, you go first, you know, allow the spirit to go. But it's like, we howled after that many times just telling that story because she goes, well, we don't do that in California. <laughs> but there it is. For me, it's like, what's in us? Do we want to make a person happy? Do we want to allow people to be blessed, let that inner light come forth, that inner companion, to have compassion for another person? It really does offer each of us an opportunity to be a blessing and to give to others. Talk about being a blessing. Do you have anything, Raj, that you would like to add to this conversation? I do, Padre. First of all, I'd like to say that Pat Hansen is not St. Pat of the Hat yet. I fully expect this to happen. Fully expect this to happen. And what she said, I've seen her. I've seen her do those things, and it 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 literally fills me with awe when I see it because it's amazing. But okay, I did warn Pat. I was going to say nice things about uh, Pat. I'm going to stop now. Okay, so uh, I have a story. It is. It is a bit long, Padre, but it it is a deep story, a and it it does match what your theme of the actual talk is. And let's dive into it, I guess. So here, there's sure. a, a lake near to me. It's Lake Merritt, and it is it's about three miles long, and there's a path along it. And there's a segment of the path. This happened about three three weeks ago, by the way. So the segment of the path was really thin, and as I was walking forward, there was a man who was coming the other way. And he was physically bigger than me, probably in his mid-twenties. And he was looking at his phone. So I decided to try and move around him in this thin path. And he looked up and he moved to, to match my direction. So he moved right in front of me again. 
and I tried to move the other way and he did the same. So he moved into me again. And sure enough, we collided. I, I thought, okay, this is it. Let's see what happens out of this. Nothing happened. He kept on walking and then I kept on walking. <laughs> but what came out of that was, first of all, anger. And then it became rage. And these are things that I'm very familiar with. I've tried to hide throughout my life. And I have tried to really repress these kinds of emotions because I'm terrified of them. I was the guy that used to carry around a pipe in the back of my car as protection. And I came very close to using it twice. And wow. It just going into that kind of rage, I knew, okay, this time I'm not going to run away from it. I'm going to be with it. And the rage built. It didn't go into revenge, which is the next sequence in the phase. It stayed at, at sheer rage at what this man had done to me. This is really important. It was what that man had done to me. And so I sat yeah. with the, as I was walking, I was, I was just, this, this, why, why did that happen? So that's where there's a practice I've been doing, just being with the emotions that come up. And this one I knew was big, so I had to stay with it. And so I did. And the most amazing thing happened because underneath all anger, rage, revenge, the sadness, and what came was an image, a feeling of being a little child. And this was after 40 minutes, by the way, of walking around. But that, that image, that feeling came of why the sadness, the sheer sadness was there. And it was, it was just amazing because what I got was my intention as that little child that I was, was to have love. It was to have joy and it was to have laughter. And this man mm. took it away from me. He denied me all of those. Okay. Yeah. I stayed with that sadness again. Being with that sadness, what happened was, the, uh, and I asked my guide to that point because the sheer magnitude of the emotion had lessened. So then I asked my guides to be with me. And I was like, okay, let me see what was my part in that actual interaction. This is really important because previously it was all about him and what he did to me. But right. I knew I had a part in it. And so what I was shown was when he came, when he was moving towards me and I knew we were going to collide, I actually bolstered my shoulder to hit him and I was going to fight him. So I was ready to basically fight back. And I was going to mm -hmm. fight with him afterwards as well. There was, this was a reminder of when I was a child and the skinheads or whatever you want to call them, neo-Nazis, they would provoke me by, I mean, I was a little kid. They would deliberately barge into me so that wow. I would feel helpless. And so that was the meaning that I'd made from that interaction. He's trying to disrespect me. He's trying to bring me down. He's trying to destroy me as a person. So I saw, okay, I was ready to fight him. And then I was shown, you know, you could have changed the whole dynamic by doing various things to step around him. And he would have changed his space. So 
all of a sudden, what was initially somebody who had really provoked me, who had inspired my hate, suddenly started to become more of an angel in my eyes. Because not just Mm. that, he was able to help me look at the past traumas of why these people had behaved the way they had to me as a child when they were trying to provoke me. It then just continued to snowball in terms of the learning that I got, because then with that knowing that I wanted joy, laughter, connection, what I was then shown was this is this hardening that you did to this man to be able to actually collide with him. You do that Mm. every morning before you get out of bed. Everybody, you're ready to fight everybody in the world. So then it was like, oh, like angel bells going off. And then it got even bigger. And I'm not afraid to tell you what it was, which was this is what that your desire to have those three things, love, joy, laughter, is what has held you for so long. Because in your attempts to get it, you have felt helpless because you can't get it from everybody. It's not possible. And in that helplessness, I had anger against God. So you can see now how from a very, an item that was really all about hating somebody, this man, he suddenly became an angel to me. Every time I remember the incident, I now am so grateful to him for what he did. If I would have held on to my hate, If you don't mind, Padre, I'd like to break it down even further so that uh, the listeners can kind of get an idea of the process and how it actually works. And if they want to use it, that's great. But would that be okay, Padre? Oh, absolutely. Please go with your flow because it's very meaningful, Raj. Okay. So, thank you. So, when he, when that man barged into me, the question, there was pain. But the question was, why? Why did he do this to me? Now, here's the choice point. The choice point was, was it a positive reason or was it a negative reason? Now, again, those terms Mm. are a a little vague. But once I went down the the road of a negative meaning, that's the whole poop coming up, right? That's Mm. where I went to. He's trying to destroy me as a person. He's trying to just bring me down. He's trying to negate my value. Then all of a sudden I'm in suffering. I'm in suffering and then I can't get out because, and the only natural result of suffering is anger, rage, and my favorite, vengeance, (laughs) you know? So with those in mind now, those feelings are so powerful because they suck you in. Once they have you, they feel empowering. They feel like I can take on the world. And, and it makes you feel like a, a sense of invulnerability, a sense of power. But what happens is inevitably that power fades because it's trying to cover the sadness that's really inherent in it. Mm. And where it goes then is depression. And as the word depression says, to depress. You try and suppress the anger. You try and keep it down. This is something I've suffered with pretty much all my life. I've been a high-functioning, depressive 
And why is because I depressed the serious anger, rage, vengeance within me because I was afraid of it. So from yeah. that depression layer, then comes numbness. Then I'm totally numb to the world. I try and tune it all out. And if I can't do it myself, then I'm going to use something like drugs, alcohol, sex, mm. shopping, food, to try and numb that that level of depression, helplessness, codependency, all of it fits into it. And then I'm at the numbness. And I, that's when I can't get out. I can't get out. So let's go mm. back to the meaning again, right at the beginning when the pain started. How can I move? How can I make the meaning of the pain positive? That's what happened to me, where the man became an angel. How do yeah. you do it? You start looking at his intention. What was the gift in what he gave? What was the learning? What was the real meaning behind the event? This is where the guide, the, the, the sheer willingness to open up becomes so important to derive information from other people, from your divine connection, to be able to bring it into your life and be able to say, oh, I can now see, okay, my role in this was I was ready to fight. His role in this was XYZ. And then comes the next step. So after acceptance is forgiveness. And that's the most powerful step because it's so hard to let go of the anger. It's like, I don't want to let go of that anger. Forgiveness means that I'm accepting what he did. And that's where my lesson has been forgiveness is not condoning what the person has done. Forgiveness Correct. is me staying on my path of inner peace. And so that yeah. inner peace is the greater driver. And the forgiveness, the meaning that has meant the most to me that I've learned is accepting things as they are. Not only accepting things as they are, but celebrating the things as they are. And that's what mm. that man provided to me. He allowed me to go express way more than forgiveness. He allowed me to express gratitude for an event that otherwise was extremely painful to me and has held me in a bond, in an anger with God, in an identity of being not good enough. It's, these are the things that have held me for so long in my life. And now, through that one incident, I have an opening to start to expand the light moving through all of these. Wow. You really unpacked a lot of raw material, let's put it that way, in each of us, Raj, not just your own self. But I think as we're listening to your story, we can each step into and play that role ourselves and whatever component that we were faced with. And hopefully have the same experience as you did, that you could actually feel that pain, experience that pain, and then have a dialogue with it. Then to come to the conclusion, Carolyn Mace, she, her words was always, you know, when you're so fit to be tied with another person or very angry, she goes, it's actually an angel. And it's like, when I first heard that, I go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, there's no way an angel would show me that. But an angel showed you yourself, that inner companion showed you the root cause of all that rage and anger. And we all have it. We all have it. Some of us want to be, push it down, but it's there unless we actually deal with it. And then allow that inner light, that inner companion to bring it forth to heal it. Because, and again, we get tripped up on the power of forgiveness. 
we don't want to hear it because our mind interprets that's wrong, I'm right, whatever that might be. But yet, in the inner awareness of who God is, we are all one. And I don't want to be equal to my enemy, the one who hurt me. But I want to be equal to God. But yet, it's both and. And you know, and as yeah. we, and I love that story, Raj, because it's so real. Each of us can have experienced something like that. Big or small, it doesn't matter. And for us is to, again, go to that diamond that's within us. You would have saw that diamond in him before, but Everything inside of you was ready to fight because of the pain, the suffering that you experienced as a young child. And we all can understand that. But again, this is where I think God seeks us out in a sense of like, okay, enough is enough. Let me reveal to you where that root cause was. And then turn it around and then it becomes an angel, a great teacher for us. And that is just by the compassion, the mercy of God. Huge, huge, huge. Pat, what would if you I, say? Go ahead, Raj. Sorry. If I may add, Padre, it's about that anger piece because that anger that's initially directed outside will inevitably be directed inside. And that's mm. the thing that I've, has really caused me the most suffering, the self-hate. That because yeah. of the, it, and that inner hate, it eats away at you. And so then without that ability to love it and you, uh, love yourself, you're left with the self-hate. And then that becomes an expectation. Mm. If I hate me, then everybody Ooh. else hates me. And so then what happens is throughout my life, I've been looking for love outside me. Please yeah. love me. Right. But the thing is, why was I looking for it? Because I absolutely hated myself. And there's many reasons mm-hmm. for that. But that self-hate, it, 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 it just eats inside, and that's when the disease comes. That's when the sheer mental state, instability, the thoughts, the self-defeating nature, the inability to make decisions, to move forward, to embrace your divinity, all of that collapses to just be in the self-hate. But the self-hate, again, is just a lie. It's a series of lies that have been perpetuated through our experiences. Well, that's an education in itself. How compact you were tonight in that could take two years of therapy to reach that point. But you just cut it down, especially because it's a personal thing with you, in a sense. And it's like, I would never see that in you, Raj. I see that light. I see that joy. You've always been such a, a happy person. But again, we can wear that lipstick all we want, but that what's digging at us is actually something that God wants to reveal. And isn't it amazing that he will send beams of light, angels, people, situations, walking on a path that will create an opening that you can finally actually see clearly your brother, your sister, yourself, and those who have harmed you. And then turn it around and love my neighbor as thyself. There it is. It's the big loop that we all have encountered. There was a passage that I wanted to read tonight, and it's in Psalms, Psalm 103. And some of you might already know this, but I'm going to repeat it. It's a very short one. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities 
who heals all our diseases. That interpretation would be sometimes we lose sight of how wonderful God is. We forget that he is forever drawing us closer to himself, as Pat says, that inner companion. Believe that sometimes God pursues us through our illness, through our anger, through our rage, through our brokenness. You know, you can, there are so many ways that um, we feel violated, but yet God will use that situation in order to show or experience the Divine Mother, the Divine Father. Wouldn't it be wonderful that we can image our mother or our father holding us in their arms and just caressing our hands or our face and say, it's going to be okay. You know, I had this picture in prayer today about growing up on the farm and my little brother hurt himself. They were two brothers were fighting. <laughs> One got the best of them. And I remember Dad came to intercept that, so to speak, and then he took my youngest brother and just held his head. Well, let's go into the house. And and my brother was crying. He goes, you know, that's okay. I'm here. And he goes, what well, he did this. And I go, that's okay. He was mad, but you're okay. You're you're with me now. And the more my father talked, the more he held my brother's hand my brother started to settle down. And then all of a sudden he started laughing. And it's like the father's love, the mother's love, how immense that is in touching your heart, my heart. And as adults, we still want that. We still want the experience of being loved. Regardless if we were the enforcer or the receiver of the hatred, the anger, the punishment, doesn't matter what you label that. So there is a part in each of us that desires to be loved beyond measure. And I think this would be a beautiful time to pray for you, pray for one another, as we now allow the spirit that is within us, that inner companion, to come out and to bless each other. So, Pat, could I ask you to offer prayers for our group tonight? And and maybe say hello to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> happily, happily, Padre. And I've started to say hello because it makes people <laughs> it makes people smile. So yes, it does. Yeah, Mother, Father, God, Divine Oneness. Thank you for holding us. Thank you for all the miracles that you hold for us, just for the asking. Thank you for opening our hearts to our own divinity. Thank you for showing us that the path to you starts with loving ourselves and cherishing who we are as individuals and accepting who we are with all of our light and all of our idiosyncrasies. And thank you for showing us your divinity in the face of others. Whether that face looks like ours or does not look the same as ours. Show us, thank you for letting us acknowledge that love and light in not only every other human, but in our animal friends, all of the fur people, I like to call them, and all the feathered people, all sentient beings, thank you for letting us realize that they are a reflection of your love. Amen. Amen.
Beautiful prayer. Very well-rounded. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome. How about you, Raj? Okay, Padre. So this is a, a message. It was a birthday message that was channeled by our own Angelica Galland that I, I really was struck by, and a number of people were struck by. It was posted on Facebook. And I wanted to share it as a blessing for everybody because this this is just amazing. And then I'll just, if you don't mind, I'll add a few things at the end. And sure. it goes like this. Rest your head on the lap of the beloved. Mm. You are held. You are seen. You are known. Plunge into the ocean of your heart. Allow the waves of the eternal to carry you into the depths of its stillness. Resolve. Absolve. Dissolve. We are divine. The divine is in us. It's always in us. It will always be in us. We seek the peace. We are the peace that we seek. We are the knowing. We are the all. It is time for us to step forward into our own strength and power to embody this knowing, to embody the diamond that we are and to shine our light so that others may walk the path too and know that they are light, that they are love. They are always held. We are always held. And there will always be peace. Amen. 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 Wow. Love the light. Happy birthday, Raj. I think tomorrow's your birthday, so we all wish you hello and allow the blessing <laughs> to continue in your life as each of us celebrate our own. And anyone, even the, their birthday's in February, so happy birthday. So a lot of friends of mine have birthdays this month, So and even in my family. But let's celebrate the, the love of the divine within each one of us. Let us have a holy encounter of grace tonight. As each of us, why don't we put our hand on our heart as an invitation to go deeper to that inner dwelling place, that inner companion, that bright light, that bright diamond that's within you, within me. I cherish the reflection of love. I cherish the gift of mercy, of forgiveness. I cherish the divine light that heals and restores my brother, my sister, my friend, my enemy. Thank you, O Lord our God, for bringing light into the present moment, healing our hearts, healing the environment, healing the atmosphere, and allowing the shower of heaven, the lights of heaven, the stars of heaven, begin to bring healing and restoration to our bodies and soul. Some of the words that came through me, I would call a word of knowledge for tonight, would be tendonitis in the feet. God wants to heal that. Emotional issues, high blood pressure, COVID-19, to heal and restore all symptoms, the digestive tract, heartburn, those seeking a job or looking for a job, Today, this week, they agree that you're the person for this job. New employment, depression, anger, as we all address tonight. 
These are, I call it, the angels that are highlighting those, whatever issue, whatever love we have, God wants to highlight that today. Just as Ra shares his experience about becoming aware of his enemy actually turning into an angel, so shall it be tonight in your home, in your body, in your heart, in your mind, this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, come and dwell among us. Heal your people. Heal the strife. And as we allow grace now to manifest in his, her presence, our heart gets to breathe again. Our soul gets to breathe again. That inner child celebrates life again. And as we become young adults to adults, we get to experience the freedom, the power of forgiveness, and the peace that passes that all understanding that heals our soul and our bodies. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua, O our Blessed Mother, thy will be done in each of your lives. May the Good Shepherd wrap his arms around you and tell you how beautiful you are as a beloved daughter, as a beloved son. Let the healing reflection of the great I Am Presence saturate you now. Begin to love beyond measure. I thank you, O Lord our God, for healing years of anger and depression and pain and suffering and allow all these body ailments to be restored in the name of Yeshua. Pain leave. Flexibility return. Blood pressure go down. All symptoms of illness decease. And may the living presence, the living presence, the inner companion now, restore the inner work of all the electrical systems in our bodies, that digestive tract, through the blood, through the nervous system, come divine grace. Let that same divine energy that raised Jesus from the dead now raise you, your health, to new life, new life abundantly. May the abundance of heaven touch your bank account, your checking account, paying the bills. May the favor of God, the favor of God, multiply, multiply, multiply in your home, in your children's home, in grandchildren's home. Thank you, O Lord our God, for our daily bread, which is your word made flesh today and dwelt among us. I bless each of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. It is so.